Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of The Millennial Movie Club. Ho, 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 you little hoes. Welcome to the first episode of a very holiday Millennial Movie Club podcast. It's Diciembre. Yeah, we're getting in the spirit. We are obviously going to make this month merry and bright. I hate Christmas movies, to be honest. There's really? some that I absolutely love. Yeah. But when we started to watch this movie, it, it, it sent off like alarms. So I was like, way too early. Like, I wasn't ready at all for it. I, it's December. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know what it is. Everyone else can do like the whole December. I can do like five days before. Is it because you're Jewish? No, it can't be that. No, maybe it is that. <laughs> but I'm also half Catholic. So Okay. Oh, we're both half and half. Yeah, halfsies. Halfsies. So we both do Christmas and Hanukkah? Yes. Oh, I have a good story about that, actually. Oh, okay, great. Well, my name is Jazz Zapatos. I am Greek, Orthodox, and Jewish. <laughs> nice. <laughs> aka i'm nothing but i get a lot of gifts one year for christmas my, my fun fact is one year for christmas i really 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 wanted this doll called baby born and if you are a girl who was a kid in the 90s you know what a baby born is it's probably like the least cuddly baby doll it was like hard plastic but it would you could feed it and like give it a bottle and change and like change its diaper like it would actually like shit its diaper Ooh, cool so i had been <laughs> i guess <laughs> they were training us early right these are the toys of the patriarchy <laughs> this is your function changing <laughs> right. shitty diapers is fun and oh my god are you ripping your hat it, in half Yeah, because like it's like squeezing my head so i'm like <laughs> i'm trying to rip it for those of you who can't see us right now, Dan is wearing, so much in the same way that the murderer in Con Air wears a little girl's head as a hat. Exactly the same. Dan is wearing a snowman's head as a hat right now. Yes, and a Christmas sweater. Anyway, to complete my fun fact, I did get my, my baby born doll. I had also gotten like a ballerina dress that I was very excited about and put on immediately. So I was like very happily in my ballerina dress with my baby born feeding it. And then of course, like it's just a plastic doll with a plastic tube in the middle of it. So I'm like feeding it a bottle and it just pisses all over my new ballet <laughs> costume. <laughs> That was a bummer. And that's why you refuse to have children, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Because they ruin everything. Yes. Just kidding. I do love kids and will probably uh, fold to societal expectations and procreate, mostly because I'm too cute and talented not to continue on. Pass these those genes, genes down, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would be irresponsible. And the societal pressures are mountain, mountain, mountain. Yeah, I've been pro. I mean, I can only do so much unlearning based on the society I was programmed in. So I'll do it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Okay. No, and you're not going to be a, like you're not going to be a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, because everyone wants you to be one. No, fuck I, that. Oh, so it's not that I don't have the capacity. It's that I'm going to purposely oh, no, go no. out of my way to be a shitty mom <laughs> just to defy yeah, expectations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're you're like the uh you're like the my best friend's wedding of moms you're just like oh subverting expectations <laughs> um well on that note um i'm dan levine and i had a fact but i'll change it because of the whole half jewish half catholic thing and it's really not a story about me but uh, my friend brian his brother when someone asked him what religion he was he was like i think i'm like 
kind of Christmas, but also Hanukkah a little bit. <laughs> I think that's kind of like the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that a lot. That's what I would say, because we weren't raised religiously. It was just like Santa no. Claus is about Christmas and Hanukkah is about fire. Harry in the Hanukkah bush, yeah. What is it? There's an elf on a shelf and then there's a mensch on a bench. Oh, I love that. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> uh, is everybody feeling festive yet? <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to say, after watching, so we're talking about, uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> the Santa Claus today. Is it obvious? No, it's not. And after watching this movie, I'm in the spirit. Yay! I, I'm all in. You went from too soon to just right. Exactly. I got thrown in the deep end, and I feel great. And I, I was trying to figure out for my fun fact, like, when I stopped believing in Santa or, like, the reasons, and I couldn't figure it out, so. I never stopped believing. Were there kids who saw this movie who believed in Santa? I assume so, right? So how was that experience? Because I didn't believe in Santa when I saw it. So for the adults where it's like, oh, it's a fantasy film, they were like, oh, is this like a docuseries? Right. To them, it's, like, actually kind of dark. It's, like, succession. Or it's, like... The the fantasy is that like no one believes in Santa and it's like well the real world everyone knows that that's true I guess yeah this is just a movie about conspiracy theorists <laughs> QAnon yeah like these psychopaths <laughs> think our parents put the presents under the tree <laughs> freaking weirdos shall we set the scene absolutely divorced dad Scott has custody of his son on Christmas Eve after he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit they are they don't even acknowledge that it's Santa. Yeah. A man in a Santa suit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, after he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit, a.k.a. probably Santa, they are magically transported to the North Pole, where an elf explains that Scott must take Santa's place before the next Christmas arrives. Scott thinks he's dreaming, but over the next several months, he gains weight and grows an inexplicably white beard. Maybe that night at the North Pole wasn't a dream after all, and maybe Scott has a lot of work to do. Love it. Love that description. <laughs> this is a funny one. The further first draft of the movie, the way that Santa dies is not because he falls off, but because Scott shot him with a shotgun. <gasps> because like No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's such a different movie. Yeah, apparently um, the execs saw that and was like, absolutely not. That's not going to work. Not here at Disney, sir. No, but that was like the hook for when these two writers were writing it. It was like, it was what would happen if someone killed him and had to take his job. And they just like took it and Disney-fied it a little bit more. Yeah, but even that description, it's like after he kills Santa, it's like he just kind of startled him and he Santa fell off the roof it's not there's a lot of unanswered questions around that that I want to <laughs> I want to get into because sure. I don't think it really hit me until this watch and like reading the description and all that where it's like yeah you killed him okay we'll get to it in terms of the cast and crew of this film, it was directed by John Paskin, who we've also discussed on Jungle to Jungle. He directed Miss Congeniality 2 and also directed a bunch of TV in the 90s, having worked already with Tim Allen on Home Improvement. Tim Allen, the star of our film, who plays Scott Calvin, we know him from Home Improvement, Jungle to Jungle, Toy Story, and he's currently on a crusade to put Christ back in Christmas. So best of luck, Tim. <laughs> 
they didn't think that he was going to be able to do this because he was just a TV star. And back then, that was not a leap that would happen. Yeah. And they had a bunch of other people that were supposed to be like Tom Hanks, Tom Selleck, Robin Williams. I think it was written for Bill Murray. And he said, uh, I'm not going to do this. Tom Hanks would have crushed this part. Yes. It would have been a very different movie, though, in my opinion. Like, I, I think that Tim Allen is great, number one, because he plays a dick so well in the beginning. A month or two ago, I might have told you that Tom Hanks doesn't have the ability to be that big of a dick. But then I watched him and you've got mail. Oh, good point. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Tim Allen has a criminal record and Disney has a strict no hiring of ex-cons policy, but they made an exception for him because he was trafficking cocaine. Uh, oh, shit. He's younger. Yeah, have you ever seen that mugshot? It's so funny. Uh, no, but I would like to very much. We will link it okay. in the show notes. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's so funny. They're like, no, we don't hire comics unless you're already famous. Get on in here. Well, everyone loved uh, home improvement, so. We have Bernard the Elf, who I may say is the eye candy of this film, played by our beloved David Krumholtz. We know him from 10 Things I Hate About You, Adam's Family Values, many of the Harold and Kumars. He's done tons of TV, film, and theater. I DM'd him about sending us a video for this episode, and he left me on red. So, I th- Well, he's busy. <laughs> He's making The Santa Clauses. Yeah, The Santa Clauses, a new series on Disney+. Plus. I tried to watch an episode last night. I don't I don't know if I have it in me. That's totally fair. Now to play our favorite game. What happened to those kids? What happened to them? What happened to them? They are alive. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Son Charlie, who is adorable in this film, very successful as a child. He did a ton of movies like Dunstan Checks In. He voiced blanky in the brave little toaster wow yes which made me very happy to find out then he retired from acting for a while to focus on his music but has signed on to be a part of the new santa claus series so he's in that as well great i mean if i voice blanky i would just hang up my hat that would be it for me yeah there's really no getting better than that did a little looking into our favorite elf judy judy was played by Paige tamada after a few more acting roles as a kid she left the industry and now works in HR. Well, I mean, that makes total sense. I know. That's like basically what her role was as an elf. It seemed like she could just take care of shit. She had the best hot chocolate recipe. It took her 1,200 years to figure it out. 1,200 years. Speaking of people who are super, super old yes. and still doing their jobs, <laughs> let's read some reviews. First up, we have Michael Sragow from The New Yorker who writes, Tim Allen's talent for dry, regular guyness fails to kindle Disney's sappy big screen eulogue. If you're not like charmed by this this must be unbearable to watch (laughs) and i can see how like yeah he's definitely got that dry kind of it's like the home improvement vibe right oh yeah this movie wouldn't be as magical if they had him in it and the rest of it wasn't so they're just like blowing a handful of magic glitter into your eyeballs like the set is beautiful like everyone else is very you know so it it like makes his regular guyness and then his transition to be more of like a kind gentle jolly man watching him be an asshole and then not only be an asshole but like every single thing is a joke and like he's just making the people around him look stupid it gets old like but he he has to be a dick because then if he's such a great person as santa in the end it's not as effective no we need to see him become santa the only old dude whose lap i want to sit on (laughs) at the mall our good friend roger ebert gave this movie 2.5 stars he writes 
the Santa Claus, so named after the clause on Santa's calling card that requires Scott to take over the job, is often a clever and amusing movie, and there's a lot of fresh invention in it. If I found my attention flagging, maybe it's because I'm not a member of its intended audience. For kids and many teenagers and their families, this is probably going to be a popular film. I purposely found I just didn't care that much about it. It's kind of funny to hear a, a movie reviewer be like, I'm just not the audience for this. It's like, actually, it's, it's your literate. job to be the audience for every yes. film. Right. You can't just be <laughs> niche. It's like, well, this isn't about Japanese anime stuff. Like, you have to <laughs> like everything. <laughs> Or else you're not a good good at your or job. Just, or ha just have an opinion. Like, you can't be a movie critic and be like, I just don't think I was the intended audience for this. Like, <laughs> like it's your job. I don't consider myself a movie critic, but I guess I, we do talk about movies and I do have said that a bunch, so I feel bad. <laughs> you literally yeah. said it last week. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a way for him to skirt out of there without making people angry. We've got some good and some bad in terms of the, the Amazon front. Maybe they're both kind of bad now that I'm looking at them again. One writes, basically, this is a wholesome, kid-centric family film about a harried, divorced ad executive, ably and wittily played by Tim Allen, who wants to win the affections of his estranged son, Charlie. Kids will just eat up this film as Charlie gets all his wishes fulfilled. The family patches things up and he gets Santa as his very own dad. Adults will find Charlie just awful, alternately bratty, petulant, pathetic, whiny, and smug. Fuck off. Despite that... <laughs> Despite that, they will still enjoy the film. For no conceivable reason, Alan snipes with his ex-wife's new beau, Judge Reinhold. It is unclear why either man would want the anorexic and rather dull Wendy Crewson. Wow. But heck, you have to take some things on the faith of Christmas time, right? Besides, Alan's running commentary on Reinhold's egregiously ugly sweaters is worth attending to. So this person's just an asshole. What's your fucking problem? <laughs> You're just body shaming this poor actress for no reason. Also, she's just like a regular pretty woman. What are you talking about? We have another review that's just much more to the point um, from Jody Burmeister, who writes, do not watch dumb movie. Thanks for ruining Christmas, Tim Allen. <laughs> that was it? There's no one? <laughs> yep. <laughs> he ruined all of Christmas by making this movie. <laughs> I need to know more about that. I, want, I wish I could just DM that person about why he would ruin Christmas. Maybe it's actually one of Tim Allen's like illegitimate children. Ooh, that, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, he's the Chet Hanks of uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> right. Okay, let's dive on into the plot. I can't wait. Let's do it. All right, we open on a corporate office Christmas party and it happens to be a toy company. Scott Calvin, Tim Allen's character, is a celebrated employee. It's Christmas Eve and as he's leaving the party, he's calling his ex-wife to basically lie about why he's late to get home and spend the evening with their son. Right away, we send some tensions between Scott and his ex-wife's new husband, Neil. Neil is a psychiatrist who wears many ugly sweaters and most of the film, Tim Allen is making fun of him, which I enjoy massively. I love it. The first joke is uh, Charlie's like, Neil doesn't believe in Santa. It's like, well, Neil's head comes to a point. Like, uh, and then the next one is like, Santa's more of a state of mind than a person. It's like, kind of like Neil. <laughs> it's just never lets off the gas. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so what are you guys doing? It's like, we're going to spend Christmas Eve with Neil's family. Oh, Christmas at the pound. Oh, 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 oh. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> he is very good at this. I mean, he was a stand-up before. Yeah, it's true. So he's basically doing crowd work, but just on one person the whole time. And it's 
really fucking funny. And honestly, Neil's kind of a fucking wet noodle of a human. He sucks. He has no business telling somebody else's child that Santa isn't real. Agreed. You know, I know that from the beginning, we're trying to play off Scott as like kind of this like corporate douchebag. But he basically is like to his ex-wife, who gave you permission to like extinguish our son's imagination? I totally agree with that. I mean, the only thing for me is at the beginning of the movie, he's like just trying to be funny and it doesn't seem like he really cares about Charlie. Like he's using him kind of like as a pawn to fight with his wife, his ex-wife and her new beau. So I don't like that. And you can tell it's like he's trying, but not really like his heart's on it. I mean, he tries to prepare like this very big, elegant Christmas Eve dinner. He just happens to light the entire turkey on fire. It's clear that Charlie doesn't really want to be there for Christmas with him. They have kind of a strained relationship. He's like telling his mom, like, do I have to stay? Can you pick me up really early? I understand, but he should be an adult. Charlie doesn't want to be there because he could tell that you don't want him there. Even though dinner's ruined, he takes his son to Denny's where it's him and like 40 Chinese businessmen and then like a bunch of single dads who also ruin dinner for their kids. I love that. <laughs> I never noticed that before. When I was a kid, I thought they went to a Chinese restaurant because the beginning is like this kind of like- ra- So did I. It's like this racist-ish joke. Not really, like, but um, it's like just all Chinese businessmen and then they leads them back into the- Because <laughs> everywhere else is closed right. on Christmas or something. Yes. So when Scott and Charlie are being seated at Denny's, there's a boy kind of like putting on his coat in the background and just like watching them. And he's got pointy ears and he's an elf. I never noticed this before, but there are elves throughout this whole movie. There's like an elf in his class. There's an elf at the park. Like they're literally everywhere. Which to me brings up a pretty interesting question. Like why? I have to think that there's something about Tim Allen was fated to become Santa Claus. Like his name is Scott Calvin. He's got the right initials. He works in toys. And like clearly that elf is like, all right, I'm making sure everything's going to plan. Maybe that Santa was like really kind of just choosing to retire. And so like this is how they do it as opposed to him actually killing him. We'll get there because I have thoughts. Yes, okay. So yeah, Charlie is just like really disillusioned with his dad. And ever since Neil told him that Santa's not real, now Charlie's trying to like disprove Santa's existence and he's asking his dad all these questions like, but how would reindeer fly? And if Santa's so fat, how come he can fit down a chimney? And, you know, and he Scott is just like kind grandpa. of like- Sucks it in like grandpa. He sucks it in like grandpa. <laughs> there are so many lines I never noticed so until this watch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and he's just like, look, buddy, sometimes, sorry, sport, sometimes believing in something means you just believe in it. And he's like, you believe in Santa, right, dad? He's like, yeah, of course I believe in Santa. And you can tell like he's trying to be like a big boy, but he also like is holding out hope, his little childlike wonder. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't think he wants to be had. Like, he doesn't like the idea that he's being li- like, he's he's a grown up. Yeah. You know, he, he wants, yeah, yeah, he wants to be an adult. I also love that when they're, so he's reading him the night before Christmas before bed. And then he's like, what's a gladder? He like doesn't know what it is. And he's like, well, and he explains it to him. And then in the middle of the night, Charlie wakes up because there's like this big thump on the roof that wakes him up. And he runs to wake up his dad. And he's like, dad, I heard a clatter. He's so good. <laughs> he's like a sponge about learning all this stuff. Kids are, man. Like they fucking are. I don't really know why. Santa's making so much noise. This is another thing that would like support the thing where this is supposed to happen. Santa doesn't usually make all that noise or else they get caught all the time. Someone is clearly on the roof. Scott runs out in his boxers and is like, hey, you. Santa falls off the roof to his supposed death, which is pretty fucked. And Charlie's like, it is Santa. You killed him. <laughs> that was a really, that, that was, was pretty, that was really good. good Did he try to do that that well? No. That was really good. <laughs> you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> 
it really like took me by surprise how good that was. Well, you know, most animated young boys are voiced by adult women. So. Oh, right. Like Bart. <laughs> Tommy Pickles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All of them. Anyway, Santa has a card in his pocket and it says, if something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. Then they go to look at the roof. And of course, there are reindeer up there. But then we see Santa's hand, his glove, like waves goodbye to them. Right. So he's not dead. He's given up, I guess, retiring into death. He's He's retired from living. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Like what happens to him after that? You know, does he get to just like retire to the beach? Is he actually dead? Like, but he he's not dead. He survives the fall. Probably goes to hell. <laughs> well, that's where all the fun shit happens. So Yes, that he couldn't do when he was alive. Yeah, he's like, I've been a pillar of good behavior for hundreds of years. Time to fuck some shit up now. Like, I've been a pillar for good behavior for so many years. It's like, get into hell. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets to be like vice president to God because, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, well, there's Jesus and then there's Santa. Yeah, you get to continue to pass judgment on everyone, except now it's more than just kids. Anyway, Santa waves goodbye and then his body disintegrates. The suit is on the ground, empty, and then a ladder appears. This kills me. It's called the Rose Suchek Ladder Company. There are so many good ones in this movie. So many good ones. Rose Suchek Ladder company this is when like all the magical shit starts happening like it just gets me just to see the reindeer in the sleigh on the roof oh it's so good to me it's like okay it's fairly obvious what's going on here right we all know what's going on here scott is just still like trying to make sense of it in a (laughs) non-magical way even after the fact that they like get in the sleigh and the reindeer just take the fuck off they land on somebody else's roof and charlie convinces dad to put on the suit and just deliver the presents to the house so of course like he puts on the suit the bag of toys lifts him up into the air and he gets slurped down the chimney he's like you're flying dad he's like i'm used to it i lived through the 60s love that line This must have been so much fun to write because you get to make all these rules up where it's like, okay, so what happens if they don't have a a fireplace? And then it's like, all right, let's let's figure it out. One just opens up in their house. One of them opens up into this house and he like wakes up this little girl who's sleeping on the couch and he's a huge dick to her. And she's so cute. She's so nice. Everything. Like he's even an asshole to the reindeer. Yeah. He's just like. (laughs) To comment. He's a dick. These reindeer, they're like animatronic. I was reading all these like takes like, oh, this didn't, you know, hold up. This didn't age well. I love the fact that they're animatronic. It makes it way more magical that they're like interacting with a real thing. I think they look good. But I think they look great. They look like real animals and they have like a personality instead of like some Lord of the Rings ghoul. Yeah, or like some Harry Potter CGI hippogriff. I loved it. And there's this is a good one. Okay, the grunting sounds that they use for Comet are reused FX from the video game Doom from 1993. No <laughs> I don't know way. why they did that. But. Yeah, it's not like there are dinosaurs. Like these animals exist in nature. You didn't need to recreate their, what they sound like. Or just get Tim Allen in front of a microphone and be like, oh, 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 and just like <laughs> right. make it that. <laughs> Literally anyone. But I mean, whatever. Now we have fun trivia. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> First, he's like, you know, just pissy about everything. But by the end of it, he's in a pretty jolly mood. Like he and his son are flying through the clouds. They're enjoying time together. He's like, all right, let's go home. Then they arrive at the North Pole. And this is where shit gets really magical. Oh, it's got that song. I don't even know what we got. We should play it. It's like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
And the kid is like pulling up the North Pole. Oh, it's not so a big. kid, first of uh, all. I did that the whole time. I have a note in here to say they're not kids. They just they're look not like kids. Fucking kids. Okay. They're many, many centuries old elves. Well, I have a, a fact about that. So John Backwin had the idea for the elves being played by kids, kids as elves. He didn't want to hire a bunch of inmates like every other director. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> his quote was, here's a chance to surround this guy who has no connection with children in his life. He's a father who's separated from his kid, and here's a chance to surround him with children. And I think it's good because he has no no clue how to interact with these, yeah, even though they're adults, true. I guess. So. <laughs> He's like a, he really is like a fish out of water. It's very uncomfortable. A lot of them were so young that they actually thought Tim Allen was Santa and they kept trying to touch him. He was like in makeup and a fat suit and they couldn't really touch him because it would take him four hours to do his makeup. But they're just so young. They really thought it was Santa. Aww, until he was like cursing everybody out on the set. Well, that's the next one. Good. Yeah. So, I know. Oh, you already saw that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he occasionally had to be separated from the actors because he'd get carried away and the material would sometimes be a little bit too adult oriented. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what you were right. Yeah, he's wildly inappropriate. He's a stand-up comic. Like, he's wildly inappropriate. Yeah, and they were like yeah. babies, like literal like six-month-old elves. I was like, all right, <laughs> what are they possibly contributing to this factory? Yeah, they've got little chefs. Sorry, workshop. Chefs and stuff. They're all so cute. First things first, he's like, no, we're not. This isn't home. But then we have the music. The little elf raises up the actual North Pole that is a pole and presses on some buttons on a keypad. The sleigh lowers down into Santa's workshop and I actually got a little emotional at this part. It's so magical. But there's also all these like little small Easter eggs that are so cool, like about Christmas lore. So the elf enters in uh, one, two, three, nine, and Rudolph was created December of 1939. So like all these like really small little details that they shove in here. That made me emotional too. <laughs> that one you... I'm a sucker for Christmas, like <laughs> big time. I didn't know that someone could be a sucker for Rudolph. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the spirit of it all. Ugh, anyway, it is. Um, so we meet Bernard, who is like, I guess he's the welcome committee. He's like, all right, you're the new Santa. But he's like, he's not very nice at all, which is funny because in 10 Things I Hate About You, he like plays a similar part, but is way nicer about the it. The least welcoming person ever. <laughs> David Krumholtz crushes in everything. Why is he not the most like famous actor of all time? Why he did he DM me back? this role. I don't know. <laughs> He's good too big. But yeah, you'd think like you'd have a little more sensitivity training around the fact that like you're telling somebody like, by the way, we own you for the rest of your natural life. You're Santa Claus now, whether you like it or not. But he's just like, you're Santa, okay? I don't know how else I'm supposed to say it. Like somebody's not going to have a million questions. Right. I mean, I think to be fair, it seriously seems like he doesn't have a second to spare. <laughs> no. Well, like, Christmas is over. I know, which is like stresses me out. And I know it's not even real that they need to start that night. On the next right. year, I'm like, <laughs> they're like, we only have oh a year my left. God. They clearly have a lot to do. And he's probably done this like 500 times. But the one thing that, and this yeah. is like further, I think maybe goes towards our theory that like this was a planned retirement. You would think if a new Santa came mm -hmm. down and all the elves realized that the man that they've like worked for and loved for all these years was dead, there would be some kind of reaction right. to it. See, actually, I think I like this where it's like in their eyes, it's just like, oh, Santa. It should be like, hey, where did yeah. Greg go? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they, I mean, that really is what it is. They're just like, you're Santa. You're my boss. But like, come on. 
like he's clearly a different guy. So that just makes me think like Santa like told everybody he was retiring. They had a goodbye party. Maybe they like made their peace with it. And they're like, all right, tonight's the night. We meet the new Santa back to work. You know what I mean? That would like make it more. Yeah. But then again, they don't even like pick up their head from their work. So if there was like a, okay, new Santa's coming in first time in like 60 years, it's like, I think they'd have like a, like maybe start clapping or something or anything. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, they do look at him when he first comes down, but then they're like, anyway, like they are very busy. They're very busy. Unless you start to sing any kind of Christmas carol and then they'll all yes. join in and sing with you. They can't help it. This fucking place is so adorable. They have like little elf sized doors and shit and they all like. <laughs> Everything's so cute. Toys everywhere. You know, of course, Scott is like fighting it. He's like, wait, no, you know, hey, you know, he's just being fucking bajiggity. And Bernard's like, look, you read the card, you put on the suit. Now you're Santa. So basically he's fallen into the santa clause the clause as in a contractual clause it's brilliant so that, smart that title is so great probably best title of any movie ever yeah made. yes <laughs> <laughs> even though bernard's like kind of a dick to scott he's super nice to charlie and he like gives him this magical snow globe it wasn't originally called the santa claus it was called such a clatter Aww. and that makes the title even more impressive to me that they had this whole thing and then it was like Oh, the a clause, a clause, like a clause in a contract that so they they fell into that amazing title. Somebody said that out loud and they just looked at each other like And they just went home. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Scott is just like, what if I just say no? Like what if I just choose not to believe in all this? And like everybody's like <gasps> and he's like, You wouldn't want to be responsible for killing the spirit of Christmas, would you? Yeah, Bernard gets like really serious and really like deliberate really quickly. Judy arrives on a little train. She's so fucking cute. She takes them to their room for the night and gives them hot cocoa, the recipe that took her twelve hundred years to get right. Uh, he's like, You look pretty good for someone your age she goes thanks but i'm seeing someone in rapping <laughs> that is so funny it's also like slightly in a i i don't think he's like hitting on her but no he's definitely not no but... <laughs> and i also didn't realize and maybe until this watch that judy is the name of their waitress i know that charlie calls that out later yeah i didn't but either. that like further kind of like supports his claim that it could be a dream. They're in this amazing bedroom. Like he looks out onto the balcony and sees this like incredible magical land. And he's still like fighting the fact that it's real. And I'm like, man, if I if that was me, I would just be like, fuck yeah, I knew it. Magic is real. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah, let's move on. Let's go to the, the next thing. And then Judy has that great line where he's talking about like, I'm something like I'm seeing it, but I'm not believing it. And she's like, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Kids don't need to see this place to believe it they just know that it's there and then this may be my favorite part of the movie and always has been (laughs) he has this like amazing room but with all these toys and there's like a little puppet show going on (laughs) (laughs) and they're just like these little puppets that are like and then literally as soon as he's still wearing the santa suit as soon as he drops his pants and his boxers the puppets go They like look like fraggles. Yeah, they're like the two old guys in the balcony in uh, the Muppets. (laughs) Yeah. They wake up in their own beds the next morning and he's just kind of like, yeah, I knew it was a dream, whatever. But then he gets out of bed and he's wearing his Santa pajamas. Love those pajamas. Want those. Satin red pajamas, the initials on them. Yes, sensual. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. He's just kind of like, what the actual fuck? But Charlie is just like, yeah, obviously, like... This is what we did last night. We went to North Pole. We like 
met Bernard. We did all these things. And when the mom comes to pick him up. You still sound like him. You're still doing a good impression of it. <laughs> Thanks. Does <laughs> yeah. If you try to, maybe it's not going to be as good. Like it was just I know. Mute. It's not going to be as good if I get in my head yeah. about it. Charlie's mom comes to pick him up. He's like, yeah, dad's the new Santa. We went to the North Pole. Bernard gave me the snow globe. Come on, dad. You remember? <laughs> his, mom, his mom and Neil are like, uh, okay, we'll discuss this later. And Scott still can't really grasp it. He's just like, I had this dream, but why does my son know my dream? He also is like giving, he's bringing his son's like present out to Neil's car. And it's the strangest looking thing I've ever seen. So I looked it up. It's called... Uh, a rad board and it's like did did you see that mm-hmm. it's like th- a skateboard three skateboards three skateboards like on all sides and two sets of handles and i started looking it up and people were like what the <laughs> fuck did this do like no one knows i remember when they were around but like they clearly did not take off the way they i think intended. a lot of people must have gotten really hurt on these things oh eight yeah. shit <laughs> what could be more dangerous than a skateboard Three skateboards, Three skateboards tied together. <laughs> I, I truly can't even... We'll have to post a picture of it because I truly can't even figure out how someone would use this thing. It's the human centipede of skateboards. <laughs> sick. It sick. is sick. It's rad too. So it's career day. Charlie is like telling his whole class that his dad is Santa. And his dad's like, no, no, no. Like I just... I work at a company that makes toys. Like we send toys out all over the world. So I'm like Santa. And he's like, no, dad, tell him the truth. You're Santa. And then it clearly does not go over well. Um, Like the parents get pulled into the the principal's office. There's also another uh, elf in this scene. Like one of the kids is an elf. Yeah, there's an elf in the class. So do they know he's an elf? Yeah, they go to school. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, the parents are like, look, you need to chill with all this Santa stuff. But then all these weird things starts happening. He starts getting followed around by Ranger on the street. He starts putting on an insane amount of weight. He's growing a beard at an alarming rate and his hair is going white. He like tries to go into work. The whole office is like, what the fuck is going on with you? And he's like, I got stung by a bee. (laughs) And then proceeds to order the entire dessert menu. I actually thought the bee sting was a pretty good excuse. Like, I don't know what else you would say. Honestly, truly. Turns out I'm allergic. Turns out. But then he's like orders like a cheesecake and an ice cream sundae and cookies and all of this stuff at this office lunch. And she's like, really? A bee sting, Scott? He's like, it was a really big bee. Big bee. <laughs> His boss is like, you're a fucking mess. Go to the doctor, man. What's going on with you? I This doctor is a little too easygoing for my liking. Yeah. He's just like, doc, I've gained 45 pounds in a week. He's like, well, you're eating sweets. Come back on the sweets, big guy. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, it's just gray hair because you're aging. He also, in this scene, this is when he almost like lost yeah, it. Yeah, so this scene almost resulted in a fist fight between <laughs> yeah. him and the director, <laughs> which is so funny to me. You'd think because like they worked together on home improvement, like they're pretty, but maybe because they're so comfortable with each other, like they could just be dicks to each other. Yeah, maybe it's just like after a while, it was at the end of the day of shooting and then he had to wear this belly that was like 50 yeah, pounds explain the scene right so he's he's jogging on this treadmill and his belly's like and so he had to be like fitted with <laughs> how did that how did that oh go my out? Did god that, sound, that right? sound was gross 
<laughs> so gross. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it looked really real. But like the the pieces that he's wearing, this like fake chest and this belly are like 50 pounds. They're super uncomfortable. Apparently, the bodysuit that he was wearing, uh, he'd get these like really severe heat blisters on the back of his neck. And his, his doctor was like, you can't get back in that suit. But he did anyway. But at any rate, like this, his kind of costumes and, and aesthetic changes are, are really uncomfortable. It's the end of a day. It was after midnight. Ugh, last shot of the day. You're like so ready to fucking go home. So in between takes, he would just spend his time just like swearing and yelling. And then they just had to get off the save. But it didn't come through in the scene at all. The scene is great. Yeah, they said it was like this. A lot of the prosthetics in the in the suit were like also kind of they were like glued to him. A lot of stuff was glued to him. And right, so when he would right. run, it would like pull feel like it was pulling his skin off i would be kind of pissed too it's like let's just get it tomorrow tim allen really took a beating in a lot of his movies like either he was on a tropical <laughs> island right. getting eaten by rare <laughs> insects or like god getting his skin ripped off I'd by say, i've got like a bad taste in my mouth about tim allen in general as a person I think he's so great in this. Everyone is so, so good in this movie. But he is great. He in this film. carries this movie. He's so good. I like him better in this than Jungle to Jungle for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, Jungle to Jungle is just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Trash. So, anyway, the doctor's just like, oh, don't worry, buddy. Just cut back on the cookies. And. <laughs> Meanwhile, he like kids start sitting on his lap in the park, which is very problematic. Yes, but I love that scene where that girl it's just keeps really inching sweet. closer. He's at the park watching Charlie play a soccer game. And so his ex-wife and Neil, like they walk up and it's like the first time they've seen him. And they're like, and rightfully so, horrified. They're like, she's just like, right. I never would have thought. Like she thinks this is all like his way of manipulating their son into wanting to spend more time with him. Because in the reality, like, what Agreed. else would you think? Like, you're just like, oh, you're a fucking psychopath. Like, I never thought you would change your physical appearance to, like, be brainwashing our son. Yeah. From from their perspective, I don't I don't hold it against Laura at all. Like, it's fucked. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. He can't change his physical appearance, but he also, like, goes out of his way to wear, like, Christmas clothes and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's true. He, like, can't help that his, like, whole personality is changing, which is kind of freakish if you think about it. Like, what kind of weird voodoo magic are they putting on this guy because he wore the suit? Like, even in the work meetings, it's like everything about him has changed. Like, his appetite, his yes. outlook, his, the way he treats kids, the like, everything. You got to be like that if you're going to be Santa. It's that hot chocolate. It's Judy's hot chocolate. They they like laced oh. it with something. They drugged him and then they like injected him with some shit. Could have been called the SantaCon. Oh, and that would have been right. But then if they would have had to name SantaCon based <laughs> on that true. movie. And then... SantaCon can eat my literal butt. And if you've ever lived in a city that has SantaCon, Ugh, you likely agree with such me. Such a fucking annoyance. Neil and mom are like horrified and they're like, let's go, Charlie. We're going. Then he gets all the naughty and nice lists delivered to his house, like trucks and trucks and trucks full. Yeah. Mom and Neil are just like, they decide to re-examine his visitation rights with Charlie. And so they're like at the judge's office and we have this like great scene where the mom does this monologue about like they're talking about when they stopped believing in Santa and the mom like wanted a mystery date game so badly and Neil wanted a Oscar Mayer wiener weenie whistle and those are the two <laughs> gifts they want and they didn't get and which is like kind of shitty like you're gonna base your entire belief on somebody on one gift that you wanted and didn't get if i'm right about my reasoning it's just as shitty like i think my reasoning was like santa is giving me presents i'm giving my 
parents presents why aren't my parents giving me presents your parents didn't give you presents well it would all be from santa that's weird like oh you had some presents that were like oh from mom from my mom to this day gives me presents from santa well santa (laughs) gives me presents santa also gives my mom presents my mom gives me presents and i give my mom presents oh the other the way that i'm thinking about it just makes me seem really fucking greedy (laughs) You're like, why are my parents not giving me any gifts and I'm giving them gifts? Santa's the only one who cares about me. Or fucking like a whole armful of presents. I'm like, well, well, I should have some more. Why am I giving my mom (laughs) gifts? Why should I give you something? You didn't give me anything. Yeah, what a piece of shit. (laughs) That's why why your parents had to tell you the truth because they were just like, well, our son's starting to hate us. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Well, we've never been stronger. (laughs) Charlie then gets pulled in to talk to the judge. And when he comes out, he's like, don't worry, dad. I told the judge everything about the North Pole, which is just fucking bad, bad news. So, of course, his visitation rights are suspended. That night, even though, like, he's not definitely not supposed to, Scott goes over to the house to say goodbye to Charlie properly. And oopsie doopsie kidnaps him. And now they're at the North Pole. They're in really big trouble. You can't just kidnap a kid. But this is also... You literally just had a judge tell you. And he's like, well, fuck it. Let's go. Well, he is Santa. Like, he can really... He's got magic. Like, the elves are going to bust him out of anywhere. So he could really do whatever the fuck he wants. But this is also my favorite part of the movie. Because they're, like, meeting a tech-savvy elf whose name is Quentin, who's supposed to be, like, Q from James Bond. The little British one, right? Yeah. Which is weird because like all the elves all speak English and are mostly just American. (laughs) Yeah, what's that about? Maybe they have some separate like satellite campuses or something. But all the like tech that they're creating for Santa, like the innovations that they've come up with in one year are so fucking Oh my God, yeah. Like why was the old Santa so outdated? Maybe they were just like, that. you know, he was really old fashioned and that's why they like kicked him to the curb and they were like, we need somebody new, somebody fresh who will take on all of our new ideas because they do. They give him like, they give him a whole new jumpsuit. They've got like a super sick new sleigh. Like it's got a CD player, which is really. This is my actual favorite scene. It's a cookie and cocoa dispenser. Oh, so you press the button, the cocoa pours into that awesome like metal chalice or whatever it is like the best they're like steins steins right that would be a better way and then like (laughs) out pops a cookie from like a cd-rom oh and then yeah he's got like a whole new suit that's fireproof but what if he falls off a roof (laughs) do you notice that he says roof (laughs) he says that like he also says like (laughs) r-u-f-f everyone says yeah if he falls off a roof but what happens if i fall off a roof (laughs) (laughs) They never answer him. No, they they're don't. Like, mm. <laughs> and so while while this is going on, while they're at the North Pole for the second time, like the police are kind of like trying to find him, obviously, because he stole some kid. And so they're in this meeting with this kind of like chalkboard to show. And the the cops are parked all around the donut, donut shop. shop. <laughs> and then there's a neighbor. There's a note that says like they're 
on vacation in Florida, and it's a nod to like Home Alone <gasps> 2. Cool. Yeah, I love that's so that. fun. Yes, the cops are on high alert trying to find this abducted child. They're like, all right, I guess we're looking for a guy who's just like Santa. But he is going house to house. He sees the same little girl from last year, and he's much nicer to her this time. He like takes a sip of the milk and it's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like a cat. He's like, milk's a little sour. She's like, it's soy milk. You said you were lactose intolerant. I did say that, didn't I? Thank you for remembering. That's so sweet. Because last time she was oh. like, aren't you going to drink the milk? And he's like, you know what? I'm lactose intolerant. He kicks her in the shin. Throws her out the window. So anyway, then they're like, let's go to mom and Neil's house. And so, of course, he does. Great idea. You just kidnapped him from there. <laughs> well, like, maybe like a month ago, I'm guessing, because he has to go back. He has to return no. on Thanksgiving, right? I think it's Christmas Eve. I think that's what they said. What Bernard said, he had to come back. So I'm assuming that he's taken Charlie away for a month. He definitely doesn't kidnap that child for a month. This whole thing has existed in one day. I know that. Well, because they all have Christmas. All their Christmas decorations are up. As you said before, December, like as soon as December hits, (laughs) you're good to go. no way this child has been abducted for a month. Like, there's just no way. His mom, his parents, like, it would be, like, in pieces. They'd be devastated. And also, like... I, I believe you. Yeah, there's just no way. There's no way. I've never I'm seen like, you more sure about something. <laughs> the fact that you even had this idea is, like, so I cannot very accept offended, this. I'm sorry. <laughs> they wouldn't be... They would not be as cool when he comes back. Like, they just wouldn't. I did think it was really weird how cool they were about it, so... He goes to bring presents to the house, and of course, the house is full of police officers, and they arrest him, like, in front of all these kids on the street who are watching. They're like, let him go! Let Santa go! And... Yeah, cab, dude. Yeah, and... So they're like, back at the North Pole, they're like, we have a problem. Time to deploy the ELFS, which stands for Effective Liberating Flight Squad. I feel like they could have done a better acronym, but that's just me. I I actually, I do agree. What do you think it should have been? We can't start with ELF, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't see why not. (laughs) Uh, Edgelord for sale. Edgelords for sale. (laughs) You got one? Electric libido for sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those two groups would get along really well, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the elf, little elf flight squad, they're like these little secret agents that fly around. I loved this when I was a kid. I loved that. That like, one kid. That Oh, he's not a kid. That one elf who's like the, the front right. man. That kid fucks. I'm telling you right now. I have a note that says he talks just like a fuck boy. He's like, we're the good guys. Like, let's go <laughs> save Santa. Don't worry Elf about it. We're the good guys. And by the way, don't try this without <laughs> elf supervision. Like, we're not he's kids like... and we're not visiting. <laughs> <laughs> we're your worst nightmare, mister. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just dabbing at the police station. That kid fucking fucks. Oh, he fucks. Okay. Got like a tinsel condom. (laughs) He's like, tinsel's more than just for decorating. Wrap around my little dick. (laughs) He definitely has a little baby dick, but he, man, he swings that thing. That man fucks. He fucked. How many more times do we have to say <laughs> it? Until you guys all believe us. 
He's got thousands of years of fucking under his belt, okay? <laughs> what what else do you want? What more <laughs> evidence do you want? He has a jetpack and he talks like a Chad. H-E-F-U-C-K-S. It stands for <laughs> he fucks. Effectively <laughs> liberating your fucking scoot. Oh, wait, wait. We could get this. Hold on a second. Elf <laughs> loves fucking see you. <laughs> Effectively living the fuckboy system. Nice. Yes, there it is. <laughs> anyway. Right, let's move on. Well, I guess we know what the video for this episode yeah, is going right. to be, and it's that. <laughs> It'll be ready in an hour. Great. <laughs> so, anyway, they rescue Charlie off the roof. They bust in out of jail because this fucking piggy of a man who's eating donuts at the front desk and then literally they're like tying him up with this like bows and shit and even when like we can't hammer this joke coming up he's like oh too many donuts yeah. <laughs> he's spinning around everyone in the theater i it's got to be like oh like they're freaking out about this it's so funny watch it's the same it's essentially the same character as the leader of the pound in homeward bound it's like the same character yes any guy who's like a guard yeah right ever looks exactly the same and he's probably a really nice guy he's just like doing his job but whatever you're in the way yes scott drops charlie off back at home to his very worried parents other parents and he's just like look i can't be selfish i can't be with you all the time we're a family like me your mom and neil and the little charlie's crying and he's so he's sweet. so good he gives him a hug he's like i love you santa claus that was pretty good too he says, i love you son <sighs> Oh, and the mom is watching and just crying, and she's, she's just like, great too. Everyone's great in this. She is great. Everyone's great in this, but she's just like, it really is you, isn't it? It's really you. And I'm like, how can you? How do you? How, how would you, you know that? He hasn't even done anything magical right. yet in front of but you. I think it's a twinkle in his eye because even Neil, like, he just like looks at him. He's like, oh. Neil is freaking the fuck out. And Bernard then just shows up in the house. Can you do Neil's uh, when he he figures out that he's Santa? <laughs> I don't remember when he does. It's like. He looks at me and he's like, Santa? Or like, Santa? It's like S-I-N-T-A. <laughs> Bernard shows up and is like eating Neil's pita pocket. And <laughs> Seeing him in real life is fucking weird. It's like seeing a teacher. He's <laughs> looking at him. Yes. And he's looking at him and he's just like, he's brought us into his delusions. <laughs> he loves that sweater too. He's like, did we make this? And he's yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah. So Bernard tells Charlie that anytime he wants to see his dad, all he has to do is shake the snow globe. And the mom like puts all the legal papers in the fire and is like, you can visit him whenever you want. Again, I don't know why she suddenly believes him, but now there's like an entire SWAT team outside this house and like a huge crowd of people and elves. And Santa lifts off from the roof and the sleigh pulls out in front of everyone, just kind of hovers. And Neil is like, I'm sorry, Charlie. Charlie's like, it's okay, Neil. You were just denying your inner child. And he's like, you're going to make a fantastic psychiatrist one day. He's like, nah, I think I'm going to join the family business. That's like, pretty good, too. I was like, after you kill your dad, like, <laughs> well, right. There's only one way you can become Santa. So yeah, he dies of old age. Sure. <laughs> As Santa's taking off, 
he like drops some presents down for his family and Charlie gets a soccer ball and then the mom gets her mystery date and Neil gets the weenie whistle. It's like very sweet. Oh, it's so great. All the elves are looking like in their amongst the crowd and everyone's kind of together in awe of Santa. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so great. Let's go. He like takes off into the sky and everyone's like, oh my God, Santa's real. And then of course, like 10 minutes after he leaves, Charlie like shakes the snow globe. It's like, this thing doesn't work. And then of course, dad comes down from the sky. He's like, man, it's only, it's only been gone 10 minutes. Like, come on, I'm just about to land in Cincinnati or whatever. In Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, but that's that's another, like, one of those memes that's so funny where it's like, you don't ever see Santa going, like, from house to house. He just goes to one house and he, like, fucks off, like, 120 miles east. <laughs> <laughs> it's never, like, sequential. It literally took him, like, four seconds to get back there. Yeah. So he's like, or how about a quick ride? And the mom's like, okay and the father and son like take off into the sky hell yeah and they just zoom off i was nervous going back into this film because a lot of the reviews i saw were like this is really not for kids there's like a lot of blah blah, blah. and also like we all hate tim allen now <laughs> and i was like kind of expecting that to taint my taint just kidding taint my view of <laughs> i'll tell you it's not for kids this podcast okay but it really didn't like it it really sucked me back in i really love this movie it's just it gets you in the spirit it's magical the sets are beautiful the cast is great the soundtrack is nice i think it gives a good message just it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside and i liked tim allen in it despite not liking him in real life and like if you can make me like you in a movie when i don't like you as a person you've done a good job for real good call I'm going to give this movie eight and a half prude puppets out of 10. <laughs> nice. Love it. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I've loved it since I was a kid, and I don't think it, it lost a step to me. I love all the themes about believing, and I'm such a sucker for that, about how when you grow old, you kind of lose the ability to believe. You you can't You can't believe the same way. And there's all these, like, things about about this movie that like I can't help but try to rationalize in my brain I'm like okay so Santa drops off presents but don't the parents think they get the presents for the kids so that the parents like suave it I was thinking about that too like what are all these parents saying when a kayak shows up in their living room that they didn't buy right so but whatever <laughs> it, it doesn't matter it just it brings up all these questions that are also funny to think about I I just think it's so magical the like elf workshop is awesome all the elves and how they're done bernard is the fucking best and tim allen again just like you said i think he's so great in it when he starts to like come around and become santa claus and he starts to be really nice and start loving uh charlie and when he's like you know all of his relationships like when he starts loving comet it's all so heartwarming it's so magical so heartwarming i'm gonna give it seven and a half out of ten weenie whistles <laughs> we- we- <laughs> yeah I agree. I love it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the very first episode of the very first holiday season for Millennial yeah. Movie Club. Hope uh, you're ready for three more or whatever. <laughs> Way to really sell it. <laughs> Just sell them on this month. <laughs> no, we've got a bunch of great, really essential movies that we need to do and movies that everyone loves. We really do. Yeah. So get ready for all of the holiday. Uh, Cheer cheer yeah sure fuck we're gonna need to work on this (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review. We are millennials. We kind of need the validation. For even more goodies, be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram. Later Later days. days.